From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., Foxconn is back in the news with questions about whether it will qualify for up to $3 billion in state tax credits in coming years. The Taiwanese electronics giant signed a contract with the state when the company was planning to build large LCD screens at a huge plant in Racine County, creating up to 13,000 jobs. But Foxconn has since reduced the size of its plant and has said it'll manufacture smaller LCD screens. It's not clear how many jobs will be created. Governor Evers says Foxconn could still qualify for tax credits if it renegotiates its contract with the state to reflect changes to the original plans. Do you think that'll take place? And what would a renegotiated contract look like? We really don't know at this point because Governor Evers had said for a while that he wants to see transparency with the contract, that the company approached him about possible changes to reflect the new direction of the project. So, You know, we've known before that Governor Evers was looking at changes or considering them, but this is the first time we've seen that what he wanted, what what his his administration has been warning Foxconn is that under the current construction or the current framework of this project, the Evers administration says Foxconn is not qualified for tax credits under the deal signed by Governor Scott Walker. Now, there are two kinds of state tax credits. One are for jobs created. Another is for capital investments. The first year of the project, Foxconn could have gotten credits for jobs created but fell short. In year two, it's eligible for both kinds of tax credits, and we don't know if they're going to qualify and what they've done so far. But what Evers is saying is, look, before we even just have a discussion about whether the jobs you've created qualified in the contract, we're saying you're not meeting the contract. So at this point, it could be a legal dispute that goes to court that then if Foxconn wants to try and force the issue there – but what Evers, uh, folks keep saying in the administration is they want to amend the contract to reflect what's going on and ensure that Foxconn qualifies. Now, the company is saying, no, we believe we qualify as is, that that's not, those changes aren't needed. And unless somebody blinks, it's going to end up in court, and then we're going to find out for sure what this thing means. Also last week, more than $3.5 million in funding to combat homelessness became the subject of a political football. Democratic Governor Tony Evers called a meeting of the Joint Finance Committee for Thursday, saying there's a great urgency for the funding, especially because winter is here. But Republicans who control the panel said they wouldn't show up, and they didn't. The meeting was adjourned after 15 minutes because there was no quorum. Republicans in the Assembly have expressed support for the funding, but not so much in the Senate. So what's going on? Why are some Republicans reluctant to release this money? Well, you got to understand the background of this. Uh, first, this was actually born out of a council that former Governor Scott Walker created and that former Lieutenant Governor Becca Clayfish chaired. Um, that council put forward a series of ideas at the end of 2018. Governor Evers then took those ideas and put them into his budget. The Joint Finance Committee, controlled by Republicans, pulled the provisions out but kept the money kind of stashed aside in an appropriation the committee has to release later on. At the same time, uh, Republican lawmakers worked on this package of bills that passed the Assembly with overwhelming support in June, but have hit a roadblock in the state Senate where Republicans have raised concerns, at least some of them have, about the amount of spending, which, you know, over two-year periods, a little more than $7 million. So we're basically stuck unless the Senate Republicans move forward on this, 
it, nothing's going anywhere. So Evers took what is quite frankly unique, if not unprecedented, step of trying to force the Joint Finance Committee to come back and release the money because even though the bills are stuck in the Senate, you could still get these things done by working through the Evers administration and the state agencies. And that's what he wanted to do. Basically, give the money to my, my agencies. We'll go out and do this on our own through these various initiatives. And joint finance Republicans at least are saying no. In another development, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss says legalizing medical marijuana won't happen in the current two-year session, but he believes it will pass someday. This year, for the first time, Republican lawmakers co-sponsored a bill to legalize medical marijuana. Voss supports it, but Republican Assembly Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald does not. Democrats have long pushed for medical marijuana and in recent years have introduced bills for legalizing recreational marijuana. So did Voss at least give them some hope when he said, someday? Uh, Well, Voss has been saying for a while that he's opened the idea. Um, The questions are going to be like what the construction of it looks like, um, and to the dynamic of the state Senate. So uh, with Scott Fitzgerald, obviously he's running for Congress. Um, as we sit here today, he doesn't have a high-profile candidate running against him for the GP nomination. It's a heavily Republican seat. So right now, Fitzgerald's favored to win that seat, and things could change. But if he leaves, it would be one fewer opponent to medical marijuana in the state Senate. And the question becomes, what's the dynamic in that caucus after Fitzgerald would leave? You know, do they have enough votes then? Um, how's it progress? What's it look like? When I've talked to Republicans about this, though, uh, the point that I heard from some people was, look, it's a, it's coming someday to Wisconsin. The question is not if at this point, but when. And for some Republicans, they want to put a more of a conservative stamp on the proposal than what some Democrats have proposed. Now, Dems have looked at what the GOP version of the bill that came out this session and said, it's not going far enough. They want a more aggressive approach. But at some point, it's going to happen. It's a question of when and what it looks like. And I don't know if it'll be the next session or the one after or when it will be, but there's definitely a feeling of this is coming someday um, to Wisconsin. And remember, we're an island right now because we're surrounded by states that allow either recreational or medical or both. Um, so we're in a much different situation than other states in, in the immediate vicinity. And finally, Assembly Democratic leaders are calling on a first-term state lawmaker to resign following a complaint that he sexually harassed a legislative employee. Democrats last week called for the resignation of Representative Stausch Grzynski of Green Bay. They've stripped him of all committee assignments and say he'll no longer caucus with Democrats. Grzynski has apologized but has not indicated he'll step down. So what do you think will happen here? Well, let's look at what happened in, uh, two years ago, because Josh Zetnick, who was a Milwaukee Democrat, um, then faced allegations that he kissed two women against their, without their consent at political events in 2011 and 2015. At the time, um, Minority Leader Gordon Hintz stripped him of his committee assignments, um, so they wouldn't caucus them anymore and called him to resign. Zetnick refused to resign and actually sought re-election lost in the primary that August of 2018. Um, It gives you a decent roadmap that if Krasinski refuses to resign, you know, he could maybe serve out the rest of his term, people have told me. But the idea of him winning re-election is far-fetched at this point because if you think about just the environment that we're in, the Me Too movement, the the emphasis, the, the talk about sexual harassment in the workplace has ramped up so much, it's difficult for people to see him winning a primary because it's a very democratic seat, he would likely, if he sought re-election, face a primary challenge. And that's 
that would be tough for him to win. Um, so yeah, I think right now the impression I have from talking to people is that he may survive the short term, but his political future is very cloudy right now in Wisconsin. That's WisPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.